Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comics Is Our Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I am one of your hosts, Brian, and with me, as always, is Darcy. Hello. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm pretty good, actually. Excellent. So, Carrie's actually has the week off because uh, she started a new job today, and she's really tired, so... Um, She'll be back next week, though, and uh, re- re- ready to go on a special episode that we might talk about later. Yeah. So, um, but it's Darcy and I today, just like old times, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of season three and four of a uh, little bit of a flashback podcast. Yep. So, well, um, so I guess we'll get going here. As always, we got uh, DIY Corner first. And uh, actually, we have one, just one this week, and that is something Darcy had brought in. Um, that's Foul Brood, number one and two. Foul Brood, number one and two, a comic about bees plus crime. Uh, it has not quite launched yet, uh, so you can, if you are at all interested in bees and crime, you can sign up to be notified on launch. It is by uh, the project creator at this point is uh, Christopher Sabella, uh, so um, if you're interested in that, it is called a rural crime odyssey of four stories drawn together by bees, crime, and bee crimes. Um, <laughs> Also included on the creator list is uh, Claire Rowe. Uh, so uh, the the only piece of art we have so far is the um, uh, kind of title art, which is a, a honeycomb that's kind of growing around a uh, pistol with some bees on it. And it's very pretty art. It's like very, very yeah. pretty kind of photorealistic art of honeycomb and a gun and and bees I, I don't know it's very pretty colored i really like it i like bee stuff mm-hmm. um uh i i've not read a whole ton of bee stuff but uh robin mckinley has a really good book about bee magic which is fun um if, if you're at all interested um and yeah so i i think it sounds kind of interesting i'm interested when it when it launches maybe we'll go back to it absolutely yeah i i'm a big fan of bees as well and uh they're very interesting and also um very very needed nowadays and kind of getting endangered so absolutely more the more bee knowledge out there the better for everybody plus also christopher sabela um i'm a big fan i like i was just talking about it earlier uh, about crowded his series i'm not sure if it's over or not yet but it might be on hiatus mm. but super good and it's, it's also a crime a crime uh, comic so i i can imagine this will be good as well don't know much about claire Rowe, but the if the art the title art has anything to say about it it looks good so yeah absolutely yeah. and bee crimes are a problem you know bee yep. theft is a problem yes. i think there was a there was a netflix uh, episode about that Hmm. um yeah uh, in explained or in rotten one of those uh netflix weekly uh uh documentaries did a, a b episode and it talked about b crime because you know like they yeah. be you know hiring out your bees to do uh pollinations a big industry especially mm-hmm. in california like where you're at uh, and like people fucking steal people's bees, man. It's a yeah. thing because because they're they're worth money because they're endangered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's what this is about. I don't you know, given the gun, I, I'm not sure if like people are hijacking bees or to be magic or whatever it is. I don't have a clue, but um, <laughs> it could be all sorts of things and all sorts of those things could be interesting. So. I don't they're know. gonna get they're gonna get into the uh, CD underbelly of uh, farmers markets. Yeah, right, <laughs> totally <laughs> so, possible. Also, also, I wonder if he's gonna change his name to Christopher Sabila for uh, this. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> also, also when 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 said bee crimes, I didn't think about crimes involving bees. I thought of like little bees with like fedoras and like Tommy guns, <laughs> like committing little crimes. Well, I mean, it could be that too. This would be our second. I guess that would be crime bees. This is our second bee-related comic, uh, Way of the Hive, yes. we've already done. So we've got like mm-hmm. this moderate subplot growing of, of bee comics. So hey. Yes, which is also kind of overarching of our other subplot of food comics because of hey, honey and stuff. So. Let me tell you. 
Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that will bring us to our spotlights. And since you just talked, I will go ahead and go first. Mm. I have Human Remains, number one and two by Peter Milligan, Sally Cantrino, Dirbla Kelly, and And World Design uh, from Vault Comics. Uh, the second issue came out last week. Um, the So I've never seen A Quiet Place. And but from what I know of a quiet place, this kind of reminds me of it. Essentially, um, one day, uh, uh, other dimensional beings, either aliens or or from like a different dimension, kind of pop out of thin air and start killing humans while they're having major emotional, um, like like situations like either they're very happy very sad anything that's extremely emotional attracts these these uh these alien monster type things that look kind of like the the uh a quiet place monsters as well you know in a certain way kind of spindly spidery way and um so much you know like basically in this comic if you're outdoors for some reason they don't attack when you're indoors as much unless your doors are open or windows are open um but if you're outdoors you can't have any emotional outbursts like is it like pheromone based it might might be it's it's two issues in it's it's kind of um it kind of started it started in the middle of the of the outbreak but Mm. they've kind of done they did a little prequel um it's focusing on basically uh, there was an outdoor wedding that was happening during this and the the people getting married um were obviously ground zero because what's more emotional than a wedding you know so of course they attract a bunch of these monsters and a bunch of other family and friends get killed while they're getting married so it's following this couple who just got married and kind of like you know going from their day to day um there's there's a few science characters in there so i'm i'm assuming we'll get to the to a point where they kind of try to figure out exactly what is attracting them via emotions but it's interesting it's it's like it's kind of like uh you know like we, we there's other comics where you know like um to have like the sci-fi dystopian world where you can't have emotions and you'll get arrested but i've never really seen one where it's like you have emotions and you get you know murdered by space creatures so that's that's pretty cool yeah no that sounds interesting and you're right it is kind of very quiet place kind of like clamp down on one thing because they're hunting that one thing yeah no i see i see that and 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 it's and it's not i'm not trying to do any shade or say anything oh no 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 despairingly against like this this comic saying it's oh it's like this other thing it just reminds me of it but it's definitely right. its own its own thing right so it's pretty cool um so yeah if you're a fan of monsters and you're a fan of uh of um not having emotions <laughs> then <laughs> this one might be for you Being also killed for your emotions art- artwork is excellent sally Cantrino is killing it in this it's it has a kind of realistic look to it which Literally. adds adds to the horror to it so and her monsters are pretty cool. <laughs> so I, I definitely, uh, I, I like it for the art as well. Definitely. Sounds awesome. Okay. So yeah, definitely recommend. And all right. So Darcy, what do you have for us today? Um, I'm bringing uh, Destroyer by Victor Lavalle and uh, Dietrich Smith, uh, which was a 2017 boom comic, but is available on Graphite. Most of it, so some of it's behind um, the Graphite uh, premium paywall, which I think is about $5 a month. So not too Ooh, bad. Too expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not awful, but uh, you can read a good portion of it uh, for nice. free. Um, So this is essentially kind of like uh, uh, Frankenstein's monster uh, after, if you've read Frankenstein, at the end of Frankenstein, uh, the monster kind of goes off into the white waste, into the Arctic or the Antarctic, depending, you know, Uh, in in this case, I think he... um, if I read the comic correctly, uh, he's in the Antarctic or whatever. And yeah. he kind of, he kind of pulls a, um, uh, 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 Captain America, right. He, he's frozen. It's all well and good, but like, um, climate change, 
Mm -hmm. uh, he unfreezes um, and he comes out and he's like angry and he destroys all of this. He like kills a fuck ton of people. Um, he like ravages this um, boat. It's fantastic. The art and the, um, the destruction and the action in the scene is wonderful. And then you go forward and you see that there's a descendant of, of Victor Frankenstein and she uh, is um, she's kind of like returned to his work because her son died um, and she has decided to um, uh, uh, rebuild essentially her son through uh, like modernizing uh, uh, Frankenstein's work um, and she has done it through um, kind of like biological but also like robotics mm -hmm. uh, so she like recreates uh, her son uh, so he's, he's not just like the monster uh, which is like you know mostly you know like necro you know like Re recycled parts <laughs> recycled parts mostly <laughs> biologics but like dead biologics hers yeah. uh, her son that is reborn is a lot of robotics and 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 biologics as well but it's not like dead body parts kind of uh, he's really cool looking the character mm -hmm. designs in this are fantastic there's a lot of like uh sci-fi elements obviously um the it, it's you know it's it's frankenstein so there's there's horror elements there's sci-fi kind of elements um it, I, I don't know it's really great and I just reading it for like the character design is all there because there's a lot of creativity that goes into that alone um and just the updates if you're if you're a fan of of Frankenstein it's, it's one of those things that I think you go into because so many people have adapted it and expanded upon it in so many different ways uh, this is a great addition to like that canon um like if, if you like Frankenstein alive, alive, um, and, and you like seeing Frankenstein stories in comics and you have not yet read this, uh, which I had not, um, do, uh, it's worth it. It's great. It looks wonderful. It, like, like you said, the character designs are amazing. Even like the, the completely human characters, like the, uh, the descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, uh, has a cool, the cool hair with like the white streaks in it which is always a, a fun kind of cool uh, artistic thing to do with your comic book characters and um it, yeah doctor her name's dr baker josephine mm -hmm. baker dr josephine baker oh nice and yeah she's um she's i like you said you gotta love a white stripe i'm a white yeah. stripe no i didn't mean yeah. to do that uh <laughs> you gotta love a white stripe in a person's hair uh mm -hmm. jason todd fan so you know yeah love that uh and uh she is fantastic she's she can be kind of a little bit of an asshole sometimes but you know she's a frankenstein so i was gonna say <laughs> if she's not an asshole then they didn't do the character right, right. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah no huh? um but yeah anything that's frankenstein related i i tend to check out and read because it, it's a it's very interesting the whole playing god and and everything mm. and mm. and also mary shelley herself is a very intriguing like character in history it's just you know someone who would have probably been a lot more appreciated for her mind if she was a man you know like back then and like oh, I, mean, she, I mean she was pretty appreciated at her time yeah but but yeah but i mean i, I still think even underappreciated because it's pretty amazing she basically created this genre oh, you know totally. like so so that's that's pretty amazing and also um it's kind of funny too because um i had another pick for a spotlight but it was written by chip sadarsky and i didn't want to do Double our main topic yeah, yeah exactly and it it's called um it's called it's um it's about a diner run by vampires mm. and i'm trying i just forgot the name it's on comiXology but the only reason i'm bringing it up is because guess who shows up in that is also is, is frankenstein and so so like i it's kind of cool that like I, I got my frankenstein dose earlier somehow um, over the weekend and now i got this as well to check out it's called all nighter and if you have comicsology uh the premium account then, then unlimited it's free so unlimited thank you yeah You're welcome. it's free so check it out 
yeah uh yeah just any anything with anything mary shelley period i'm i'm super fond of like i Mm -hmm. the last man is a great book nobody reads the last man and i super 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 recommend the last man Uh, especially you know coming out of a pandemic uh the last man is like the first real pandemic book outside of like the bible (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess that's true Um, true. it's you know like a post-apocalyptic pandemic fiction like it it should be translated into a comic i feel but um this is a a good update and a good um a, a good addition to the frankenstein canon i think um and the art's great yeah, the design for the monster is really great he's very yeah. imposing i like it it's like the, it kind of has the, the piece work you mm. know like that you'd expect like the scars and like the obviously the multiple pieces coming together the but at the same time yeah. very daunting looking mm. as well very mm. scary like the beard so, yes yeah definitely um and also Victor Levaye uh did Eve which was one of my spotlights a few mm. months ago mm. and also kind of had a post-apocalyptic uh kind of like uh global warming slant to it as well so mm. you know obviously you know the <laughs> it's something that we need to worry about I think, his, I, I think his wife is uh, um is actually a uh, a geologist or or is in that is in that sector of science as well so it would make sense because all of this you know reading that there's a lot of it feels right you know dr baker all of her stuff really feels right so that would make sense that's pretty cool i definitely have to check that out and also i love josephine baker the person her namesake so i'm always about that as well one of the coolest people in in history definitely (laughs) and not not celebrated enough once again and not a descendant of Frankenstein. Yeah, not a, not a, not a descendant of Frankenstein, but still, just, just as, this just as far as we know. Cool. Yeah, could be, <laughs> maybe. All right. So I guess yeah, I guess that brings us to uh, moving along to our uh, main course, as aforementioned by Chip Zdarsky. Um, and it was Darcy's choice, and it was Jughead Volume One by Chip Zdarsky, Erica Henderson, Andre Semanowitz and Jack Morelli. If I mispronounced anybody's names, especially uh, Mr. Andre Samanowitz, I, I do apologize. I tried my best. But um, so Darcy, since this was your choice, do you want to give us a uh, kind of the, the, the rundown of this book? Sure. Um, it is kind of like last week. It is a kind of modern update on the Jughead character. Uh, done by Zdarsky a couple of years ago. Uh, it is like most most people who read Archie comics, uh, they see Jughead as he was originally portrayed, which is kind of a sidekick to Archie's character. But in this case, he is the solo, the head, the lead character of his own book, which is fantastic. Jughead himself starts out this book, basically the idea is um, his school life is overtaken because the principal Weatherby, uh, who again is another famous Archie character, Mm -hmm. is kicked out and he is replaced by a new principal who is very strict and gets rid of basically the thing that is most important to Jughead, uh, which is the good food in the cafeteria. (laughs) Uh, um, and does a whole lot of other things that kind of cramp everybody's style at the school um, and sort of kids begin to get suspended at a higher rate Um, not necessarily Jughead at first because he's good at uh, slipping by the rules he finds the loopholes so that he doesn't get as many detentions and doesn't get suspended, but he does aggravate people, which is very much fitting with his character. He is a very aggravating character for a lot of people. Um, Way back to his uh, appearances in uh, the uh, radio show where he spoke with a very nasally voice, Um, but he, he is that very aggravating character, and he certainly aggravates his teachers and other adults around him. And so the new school principal uh, frames him by putting a 
knife in his bag and says, oh, well, you're not supposed to have a knife at school. Now you're going to get, get be suspended. Uh, and so he's suspended. And during his suspension, Jughead figures out uh, through each issue, he's having these daydream segments, which send him off into little genre pieces. So each comic has a genre-based daydream, like a pirate daydream or a time-traveling daydream or a superhero daydream. Um, and during one of these daydreams, he comes to the conclusion that oh no, this new principal is training everyone at the school to become super spies. Um, in fact, that is not the case. Uh, Jughead convinces uh, through, um, with help of Dilton, uh, one of another famous Archie character, the nerd character. Uh, with the help of Dilton, he's able to convince Archie and Betty uh, and Kevin Keller uh, the famous gay character in the Archie universe, uh, that it is true, and they go to a nearby town which has had this principle before, and they find out, no, it's not super spies. What's actually happening is that he's ramping everyone up and training everybody to join the military. <laughs> And so there's going to be army recruiters at the next school dance and everybody is going to be brainwashed so that as soon as an army recruiter sets up shop, uh, they're going to be forced to join the military. And so they try to tell their parents um, that they're being brainwashed to join the military and obviously their parents don't believe them because that's absurd uh, and who would believe them and they decide they're going to have to solve this for themselves at the school dance and it doesn't really work um during this time uh they managed to get uh, the school principal managed to get the pops diner shut down which is the famous diner in the archie universe uh, where everybody hangs out it's a it's a milkshake diner very popular um and Jughead comes to the conclusion that they've been going to the wrong parents and instead they go to um, Veronica Lodge's father, the billionaire in town, uh, because she has been exempt from all of these rules because her father is too powerful to try and control Veronica. So she hasn't had to change her dress code. She hasn't had to take all of these military-based classes. She hasn't had to try to rein in her behavior. Uh, so instead, Jughead goes to Mr. Lodge and says, hey, uh, the school's doing something stupid. Come and fix it. And he does. They also goes to uh, Colonel Keller, which is Kevin's father, uh, and uh, the colonel's finally agrees with Jughead, um, which Kevin is a little bit pissed off about because <laughs> Kevin's like, uh, yeah. uh, why didn't, why didn't you, you believe me? <laughs> why didn't you believe me? Why aren't you apologizing to me? Why are you apologizing yeah. to Jughead? <laughs> anyway, so eventually it's all worked out. Uh, they're discovered and they're able to kick out uh, the new principal bring back in Mr. Weatherby and everything goes back to normal. The end. It's very nice. Very cool. And uh, I think also it was uh, because, because um, Veronica's dad had, were the, was the person who supplied the drones that too, to the military. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he would have recognized the drones that they were using, which kind of makes, makes sense and actually kind of brings into the whole, uh, the story I, I love okay first of all I love the story now I I love I mean basically Chip Zdarsky and Erica Henderson two of my favorite mm. creators they could they could write and, and illustrate a version of the phone book and it'd be my favorite <laughs> book but they don't rely they don't rely on that which is great because this is this is by itself but just a, a you know the art's great the the, the writing the story is great um I love how he keep like Chip keeps the the tropes of the archie comics in in here but also also creates makes them fresh like archie for one is absolutely a terrible mechanic and anything that's electronic 
he destroys. So like those drunk aforementioned drones in drone class, he keeps on crashing and breaking them. So you know, just stuff like that. You know, there's little there's little nuances all over here that um that kind of even though this is a modern take, it kind of brings us back to the old 50s and 60s Archie stuff as well. Mm, mm. It's it's a lot of fun. Um and I also Jughead's yeah, he's he is the lovable pest and and he's and 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 also um the fact that they use his daydreaming in order to create other genres in the in the story like in each issue yeah like you were saying you get a different genre which i think all of those genres are different types of archie comics throughout the years Mm. i think there was like a jughead's time force or something like that and there was a pirate version of of archie comics um which which um you know the, which i think that's kind of cool like once again paying tribute to the to the classics so, right right yeah. yeah i've i've not seen all of them but some of them did look like the pirate one like you're saying did look familiar yeah. um I, the time force didn't look so familiar to me but i i do I, believe you because there's been some of everything with archie comics yeah. they've done everything the, so i believe the, the superhero it. one as well superhero I, one I, yes i totally remember that one the yeah the 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 true heart captain true heart is mm. archie yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. very cool and also and also makes tributes to other comics because like, towards the very i think it's the second to last issue uh the last panel is um is when jughead thinks he's been defeated and he's sulking off and it's exactly the peter same parker. panel as peter parker getting at the spider-man which is right. awesome yeah, yeah. No, so. that was that was a good tribute yeah, yeah there were a couple of things like that where you could definitely see um uh clips from other comics coming in clips from other things coming in um there i there was a lot of like pop culture stuff that did date it slightly game of thrones the the game of thrones reference (laughs) not reference that that was your very first um drop in the very first uh daydream was a game of thrones daydream which i don't think was a archie thing so that might be the one that wasn't archie before yeah and so that immediately kind of sets it in a time and that was an interesting choice because i would think that everyone doing that would kind of know a little bit better that that's going to date a thing yeah um a tv show happening at a specific point in time obviously that's going to date a thing but then on the other hand um archie is a thing that gets dated a lot i mean like Mm -hmm. you know that's not necessarily something that's against archie's con like that's never really hurt an archie comic that it's that it's set in a particular time yeah and it didn't hurt this comic necessarily that it was like it didn't i wasn't shocked by the reference i didn't not understand the reference so yeah it it didn't cause it any trouble i was just like yep game of thrones it it doesn't take you out of of the story no not not any more than yeah it was supposed to as a daydream exactly and including then you even get even a more dated reference with james bond kind of like sissy spy stuff towards towards the middle of the book as well but once again i think that that was was that was the man from uncle more than yes yeah yeah the man from riverdale which which i think they even make reference that that archie was the original man from riverdale so i think that probably was a originally an archie comic back in the day making uh money off the the spy tropes also i love hot dog and i love seeing hot dog in the comics and so that that was always great to see jughead's dog in this and uh also um the uh you know it kind of dates it because like uh when this comic came out open world video games were kind of hitting the their stride with like um skyrim and everything and he's playing in the beginning of the comic he's playing a skyrim type open world game where every decision he makes that you know instead of like going with the story he's just slashing and killing everything <laughs> just to get through it so i thought that was pretty awesome i think everyone has that wants to have that one save file where they just destroy everything and i think that's what jughead was doing so it's pretty cool that's still kind of how i play video games though yeah it's like thank you for saving us why did you just stab me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, so sometimes, especially late at night, you're just like, I really don't want to read all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like pressing A or whatever button to skip through things, and then I'll and then I'll accidentally, accidentally? keep on pressing yeah. it, and then do something stupid, like yeah. run off a cliff or kill someone that I didn't want to kill. Right. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I. I'm I'm a big fan of Veronica, um, and Veronica is, is very sparingly used here, but mm. she used to great effect. Right, like you said, she's she's almost like a a Deuce ex machina or or MacGuffin sort of type character. Where oh oh, because of Veronica not getting, um, being part of all these punishments that's her happening, then then it's obviously her dad that can save the day. So, but still, Veronica just being snooty as hell and uh and kind of like doing her own thing just yeah. really works, works for her character this reminded me i know i bring this up a lot because i i've talked about it way too much on this podcast for something <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh but the uh episode in the radio series where mm-hmm. they go after the nazi uh that kind of has the same thing where it's archie Betty and Jughead that go off and have this little adventure and Veronica's like that has shit to do with me and she goes off and isn't really part of the episode Uh, Mm -hmm. and that happens sometimes where it's like Veronica's like "Mm, I'm too good for you guys right now and that's kind of what this series was because sometimes especially when it comes to Jughead like Jughead and Veronica don't always match yeah. together um and kind of frenemies exactly like Archie's all about Veronica but yeah. Jughead's not all about Veronica and when it's a Jughead focused book it does make sense that Veronica isn't isn't the Barely main focus it. when it's when it's Veronica and Betty or Betty and Veronica book yes it's going to be Veronica and Betty but when it's a Jughead book it makes sense that she's not in it so much but since she was since her father was the clincher uh she had to be in there enough Mm -hmm. yeah no which which um but but yeah and once again just a great comedic effect you Mm. know so and and it it wasn't out of character either which was nice um yeah yeah and she wasn't awful. Like yeah. some people writing Veronica, they really have problems balancing her being a snooty little bitch with her being mm-hmm. a snooty little bitch. Just terrible bitch. Just the yeah. worst. <laughs> just the worst. Exactly. And I don't want her to be the worst, but she needs mm-hmm. to be a little bit, you know, she's a mean girl, but she doesn't need to be vile. Exactly. And and that's what here she she towed that line correctly. She she was the wealthy, spoiled little brat, yeah. exactly as she should have been. But you understood uh, that mean girl charm or whatever. Exactly. She still she still has re- redemption, redeemable qualities to her. You know, so not many, but she has. Yeah, them. <laughs> exactly. Um, Okay, so now for a character that is not redeemable and should not be redeemable, um, also used to great effectiveness is uh, is Reggie. Reggie. And so only only <laughs> use only Reggie's only involved when they absolutely need to have Reggie involved, which is great. You know, like when they need his car, and when they go, one of the great gags in this is when they go to to to. Um, to sunny side besides the sign saying like the egg style you know yeah. for, for the of the town um is that basically they meet their opposite gender um stere- you know opposite gender uh, doppelgangers so there's a female jughead a female archie a male betty and so reggie goes off and does his own thing at this mall and then ends up making out with his doppelganger which regina regina which makes absolute sense for the character because yeah there's one person that reggie loves more than anyone else and that's himself it's a loki situation totally is it's absolutely a loki situation and it, it was it was one of the funniest panels in in the book almost pretty much hands down him the two of them being pulled apart uh yeah 
the, the two of, yeah both both reaching out hands to one another <laughs> you know having having met the love of each of their lives and they both exclaim that everyone's a loser at the exact same time and yeah. like, that's what i was thinking yeah so <laughs> and also to the great effect is that i don't think he even realizes that he was making out with his doppelganger <laughs> like that's how like despite how, wearing the same thing and looking exactly <laughs> the same yeah exactly because no. everyone else everyone else figures that out right away when they right. meet when like betty meets like benny <laughs> and stuff yeah so and was it crowns was crowns uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that was great so yeah that that was that was a lot of fun and um so yeah and, and you know also one other thing I like about it is that Zdarsky, I mean, obviously I'm a 40-year-old saying this, but I feel like he really kind of caught the what teenagers sound like these days, you know, as well. So, or That's, at least made it made it ageless. I'm not so sure about that. That oh, would be yeah. one thing I'm not so sure about because he had a couple of things in there that already to me kind of felt dated. <laughs> um and and i'm not entirely sure the language um was really spot on not as good as kelly did like yeah. if i were if i were to compare it to like sabrina the, the teenage witch last week i would say kelly did a better job with that uh, because kelly didn't use quite as many um like period specific slang Whereas, yes. whereas Zdarsky did slip some in and it made it a little bit more noticeable that it was in that specific time period. Uh, and I can't remember which one it is, but like he memed a couple of times and it's kind of like, you know, like um, uh, uh, Black Panther, the movie when uh, Shuri does that, you know, that meme about the shoes or whatever. What are those? Yeah, the yeah. what are those memes? And it's like, yeah. it was funny, mm. like that second, but it's immediately dating that. And it's like, not so funny anymore. It's a Shrek uh, moment. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah, which is coming around to being funny again to like younger Gen Z kids. Like if you're yeah. 15, Shrek is hilarious again. I've, again, for the first time, maybe if you never found Shrek, Shrek funny. <laughs> The kids think Shrek's hilarious, but not Shrek Shrek, like stretched out weird Shrek. The the irony of Shrek, essentially. The irony of Shrek, lo yeah. Lo love it ironically. Yeah, young Gen Z so. kids are like weird poets about Shrek. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten yeah. totally off track. Sorry um, about that. No, that was me talking about Shrek. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that whole scene with them was great i thought all of the like all of the just like chatty scenes i liked obviously uh this is a jughead being anti-girl anti-dating mm -hmm. is like um well established he's dated before like in some comics as we've said in the past like archie's huge uh, it's got no real established like solid canon because they'll just do whatever the fuck they want like mm -hmm. they fought off the friggin predator okay read that it's on graphite yep. um it's fantastic betty and veronica kick its ass um mm -hmm spoiler uh i think you know it's been a long time since i read that but i'm pretty sure like betty and veronica are the ones at the end of that anyway Not the um, surprise. <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah. it's a fantastic comic they're anyway. the ones i want to have my back out of all of them they're the ones i want to have my back if there's a, is there some fight, fighting to go along is betty and veronica because they do so well fighting each other so exactly yeah. But at the same time, they've got that partnership, you know, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, but yeah, so like there's there's still a long term established, you know, like uh, Jughead prefers food to dating. Yes. And that is what Zdarsky kind of pulls on here. And so this is where Jughead is an asexual comes from. If you've ever heard that before, it only really appears verbally in one panel and that's mm -hmm. when Jughead's talking to Kevin uh, who is most famous for being the gay character in Archie um but Kevin's great Kevin's got a solo comic read Kevin Keller yeah um 
and they're making they're having this conversation because uh kevin's talking about all the other people who've been kicked out and suspended from school right after jughead gets back and kevin's like it's awful you know one of the other gay kids in school has been kicked out there's only five here my dating life's gone down the toilet <laughs> like we can't keep doing this exactly uh, so that's funny and jughead's like more like terrible than me getting kicked out and Jug or kevin's like listen you're asexual you don't understand this <laughs> Yeah, which I I thought that one that was a very organic conversation. It to, was to to announce that that Jughead is, is asexual, as well as it's it's extreme. It, it was one of those things where like what I did hear like later, you know, a couple years ago after this comic came out. Oh yeah, Jughead's asexual. I was like, oh yeah, no duh. Like yeah, mm. he, he totally. And it makes sense for the character that that he is. So. Yeah, he he was always one of these characters that I very much um, connected with, like emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, food, not dating. That was always like my thing. Why would you? Why not eat? But just the way this conversation was framed, where the next thing Jughead says is, this is why I get what's going on and the rest of you don't. You're all like exactly. hooked up over hormones. Archie can barely tie his shoes because all he cares about is Betty and Veronica. But I see what's going on in the school because I'm not so messed up over my friggin' hormones. Yeah. And like I was having this conversation the other day with a couple of friends of mine in Dallas when I went to go visit them. And one of my friends was talking about he was he was going to some store and some guy, he's like, he was totally straight, but he convinced me to switch um electricity companies just by flirting with me because you know hormones they can do that yeah, he's exactly. like but you've got the superpower you'd never be tricked to that and i was like yeah pretty mm -hmm. much i yeah I, so I it was it was basically say. this conversation but about electricity <laughs> about yeah. electricity companies and, and I can honestly say that the worst part of my teenage years were my hormones. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> and so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, if only I could have been a teenager without this weird urge and stuff going on. So, yeah, I, yeah, I certainly had other problems. I, yeah. I, I had the emo shit. I had the emotional depression crap. Yeah. But th this little thing, I didn't worry about quite as much as I know everybody else around me did. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. But I, I just thought, you know, like you talk about or like we talk about we as a podcast and we as like the fandom of comics talk about, you know, making stuff like this, making representation organic and making yeah. it feel good and feel right. Uh, and this really just does such a good job at that. And I wonder how, how difficult that was for him, how organic it came for Chip writing this, because it's just a couple of panels, but it yeah. works so well. Absolutely. I wonder if he, he kind of like talked to, to some other people and maybe, maybe he has some asexual friends and stuff that like, mm. kind of like, how should I bring this up? You know, cause I want to bring this up in a, in a good natural way. So and and like i always say if you read comics or if, if you are into any kind of media and you don't think representation is important then you have always been represented so shut up because <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not part of this conversation you know absolutely so, yeah so um no uh, so yeah it, it is great and, and also and like um what, what's her name uh, nadia van dyne as well yeah it is another great character that that is asexual that and the thing is this too is what's nice about it is that unlike it was a few you know maybe even like less than a decade ago like if there was a character that was gay it was token and that's what their personality was was they were the gay character mm -hmm. you know which is it's nice that like you wouldn't really think about chuck has like you know sexuality until he says something about it you know yeah or you know it's it's not like hi i'm Jughead and i'm totally asexual and i do asexual things all the time it's not like that you know which is which is nice that's yeah it's good like you said organic representation and so. and one of those things where i think you know people are always like your headcanon doesn't count and i think I think people are getting away from that because I think mm -hmm. head can't, you know, that quote unquote head canon comes from characterization 
like it's obvious you know it's it's textual yeah. it's there in the text they may not mm -hmm. say it but it's written in character and and jugheads has often been written there in character they didn't know what they were writing because most people don't know what asexuality is yeah <laughs> but, but it's written there in character um, exactly. so so it does count for a lot of people like that representation was there for a lot of people it's just nice to actually see it said and, and said well definitely and especially like I, I think that's ridiculous like it especially in comics because we're dealing with characters that are old, like 80 years plus old mm. that have been written by hundreds of people you know it's like what whatever the individual has read whatever they have felt while reading that is basically the canon to that person because mm. because there's because batman has never it's not written the same batman every time no so so not. you can choose which batman you like yeah you know and that can be the batman you, that that is in your head canon as the batman absolutely so, agree yeah so yeah there is no know. one batman there is no one and and if and if your jughead is different than someone else's jughead, then that's fine, you know. And if your Batman is a different Batman, that's fine. That's just the way it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Just it, it doesn't change. It doesn't change your your character if someone else's character is different. So yeah, but that's true. a lot of people don't like it that way. A lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people don't. A lot of yeah. people don't like other people's interpretations to like infringe on theirs which is sad because like it is. you know live inside because, your own head a little bit yeah and you don't allow yeah it's exactly you're not you're closing yourself off to a whole different world and a whole different universe you know and and in i'm sorry i don't want to read the same story every time you know i want to i want to read everyone else's stories because i i've, I've lived my story <laughs> you know like i know my story right. i want to see everyone else's story right. so that's why i like you know like kamala khan is like my favorite marvel character because she's different than me we, mm. though at the same time she's the same as me <laughs> you know like because she's a big nerd that likes to write fanfic like so, yeah, yeah there, so. there's there's relatable elements but relatable elements from a different point of view exactly so we're all the same and we're all different at the same time exactly so. what else yeah. haven't we talked about um let me think we got the spider-man panel so nice um, the um betty 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 yes. betty we haven't talked about betty she was in the whole thing but she didn't really do a whole lot no she was like the, kind like, of being the social justice warrior she, and that she, was about she it was very much the end panel where jughead goes you know what? Um, I still don't believe this is going to do anything, but I'm going to sign yeah. it anyway. Uh, it has Chip's name, uh, Erica's name, Chip's mom's name, That's and a 10 year old fan's name. Oh. Yeah. that's really cute i was wondering who the other two names were that's, yeah, there, that's really cool there's a thing the back matter has like uh clips of chips script and then erica's layouts mm -hmm. um and the that was one of the pages that there was a script for and chip was like um i want this page and you can i want you to put my mom's name uh, this 10 year old fan's name and then whoever else you want to add you could even add us you know we could live yeah. for infamy if you have room yeah, absolutely <laughs> she she put the two of them as well that's awesome no he, it was really cool he, he said when he said uma who he said my mommy and i was like oh that's oh, sweet <laughs> that is sweet yeah i i have a bad habit of not reading back material sometimes especially since this comic actually um uh, behind the 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 curtain of the podcast i usually read like thursday or friday before we record but due to you know like carrie gets on the job and other stuff going on in personally i didn't read this till 11 o'clock last night and mm. I, I finished after midnight so so yeah i i wasn't up for uh reading the uh the after material including the extra bonus archie issue i didn't read that either it's not a great issue even though it is opinion. veronica fish but yeah but still you know. yes. it's not my favorite archie issue okay, but so. yeah the back matter isn't i'm i liked it it's just not you know it's not like a ton of extra stuff it's just the script it's just like those pages yeah. over again but i thought that one page was really it was kind of a cute page 
it's adorable because um I, I always forget that Zadarsky is obviously not his last name his his real name but and also do you know why he uses a, a nom de plume I do not because he was he's he's Canadian and he ran for mayor um when in like the 90s uh of Toronto and so he he had like he had a political career before he became a comic book writer and artist I did not know that so I think that's why he uses the uh the the moniker of Chip Zdarsky besides also there who else is a Zdarsky you know like that's like it's easier to find yeah 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 Yeah, exactly you know we know who we're talking about if you say Zdarsky so that's a good idea that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he was t- he was totally a, a mayoral candidate of Toronto. That's of not Tor- a small town mayor. Yeah, not at all. And I guess he had a grassroots campaign and everything, and he didn't do well, but he did as well as you would expect a grassroots campaign in Toronto would do, essentially. So that's pretty cool. It more, is pretty more than, cool. More than I've ever done. <laughs> so well, that, yeah, it's it's awesome. Huh. So yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I think also the um, well good usage of not relying on on uh, like cell phones and stuff like sometimes that like modern comics about kids do, do this they they use it just you know with enough, enough effect where you know where uh, like the aforementioned hot dog you know poops on the on the school property and Jughead can't pick it up because he's not allowed on school property at the mm-hmm. time. So then Archie responds, you know, texts him. He's like, I guess who had to pick up the dog poop, <laughs> you know, like, you know, just little, little nuances like that and not an over relying on, on technology, which was nice. Yeah. There's enough tech there where, you know, like the drones and the, uh, trying to steal information from the principal's computer stuff like that there's enough tech where you can't go well they could have done that from technology um but there's not like too little tech where you're like "Mm, this doesn't make any sense when is this set kind of thing exactly it's they do a good job setting a time period but not over relying on it and speaking of getting into the computer oh that that was so clever where so that so Jughead was trying to get into the principal's computer to convince his friends that the about this whole secret spy school and he gets caught by the principal but the fact that he gets caught is convinces his friends that the principal is more than he seems because a normal principal would not know how to catch <laughs> someone technologically so absolutely I, not that was that was a pretty clever like 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 way to way to establish you know his friends believing him yeah a lot better than just him seeing stuff on their computer you know that was it was a it was a good gag it was a good gag yeah so no this is definitely you know i'm not surprised i enjoyed this because like i said zadarsky and erica henderson you know they can do anything and i can i'll probably like it but i actually ended up enjoying it more than I expected to. And you know what's funny too is that there's a lot of humor in this that's akin to the Squirrel Girl humor, which I had attributed to the writer of Squirrel Girl Ryan North. But now I'm wondering if Erica Henderson had more to do with with the humor in Squirrel Girl as well. Because there's a few things that that screw Eric. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. screw Ryan North. What's Ryan North got to do with shit? It's all Erica. Yeah. So I have a feeling that Erica probably had a little more on the the creation side because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, squirrel girl feel, not just the artwork, obviously, but the actual like narrative that uh, that is very similar to Squirrel Squirrel Girl. So, and that's not a complaint because Squirrel Girl is awesome. Well, it's but, not a complaint because Squirrel yeah. <laughs> Girl is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, um, you know, looking at those scripts. Um, I, I love it anytime an author, I, I feel like it's it's one of those things where an author has to, or a writer has to feel confident in themselves because they're showing how much is them and how much is the, the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can see like what Erica's taking and what Erica's doing for herself. And there are like quite a few places where he's directing and she's saying no. <laughs> yeah, I have- And she's doing what she wants. <laughs> I am going to revisit that because that's awesome. I, I definitely want to see that. Yeah. And, and I think, um, 
you know, there's a lot of trust in her to do uh, what works better. Um, and, and I think she does make a lot of really good choices um, in like where she puts the camera and where she puts characters and, and what like paneling she chooses. And I, I think there's a lot of trust uh, in her from um, Chip certainly, and I would have to assume Ryan as well, um, you know, like yeah. that that first page where there's you know it's an eight panel page or whatever and he's like there's going to be eight panels here i hope you don't think it's too boring but there's a dragon later so hopefully you'll like that basically <laughs> what the script says um and and so you know like he's saying you know feel free to do whatever here you know um yeah. and, and so i i think there is a lot of faith in her because she has a good handle on visual humor, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if she's responsible for a lot more of that. You know, like good artists in comics are good writers Definitely. in their own way. Um, yeah. Individually, especially. Yeah, and, and so if, if you like Erica Henderson at all, like this, this is a good comic for you. I know a lot of people yeah. don't, and, and I don't agree with you but i guess i get it because she has a very distinctive style yeah i I know a lot of people that only like pretty art um and i think that's kind of boring but if that's you yeah i get why you don't necessarily don't like erica henderson um again i don't agree with it i think that's a a really Mm -hmm. narrow uh view of comic book art um but um yeah i i i think you're missing out incredibly a lot uh in in a lot of really good comics and comic book work because she is fantastic she's incredible her her artwork um does does a good job it's very cartoony so it does a good job both increasing the humor of a, of a scene and also softening maybe a very violent scene um because mm-hmm. he did she did um assassination with with um oh Kyle Starks mm. and that's that's a it's a it's an action comedy that's very violent and mm. very gory but Erica Henderson drawing gore and like people's heads exploding and guts and stuff like that because of her style is not disgusting it's it's fun yeah. <laughs> it's and that's that's the vibe that the comic is supposed to have you know because you know there's literally a character named fuck tarkington in that <laughs> comic so of course it's not meant to be taken serious no. so, so yeah but so yeah she she definitely works well in both like serious stuff and comedy and and like her art style is 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 pretty it is distinct but like you said yeah it's 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 maybe different but you know what i don't want house style and everything no god no and it crosses genres really well because it crossed genres all over the place in this comic Mm -hmm. like you had the weird game of thrones thing which is high fantasy you had the pirates you had the time traveling thing which i think was my favorite um Mm -hmm. the spy the man from uncle was great you know and it's like is she veronica fish is was her jughead stupidly pretty no but he had that rugged handsomeness to him uh, which really worked for me um you know like he he had that bondy kind of thing going for him not mm-hmm. the Veron- he didn't look what like what he would have looked like if he were drawn by veronica fish no um but he wasn't supposed to it was the comedy not like a high school romance so yeah. exactly yeah no it- i i looked at goodreads today just to see what other people thought about it and a lot of it was i miss art and i'm like oh people well i should never like- <laughs> Just like Just, Map of the Sun. I, I, I don't understand say, these people. The aforementioned Map of the Sun with the coloring, with people who don't like the coloring. Exactly. It's the same with it. They like they like their toast buttered on one side and that's it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's the, the, they, they like it. They like they like one flavor, you know. Mm. And you know, unfortunately, there's a lot more you're missing out a lot. Missing and, out and, on a lot. And yeah, like this is you know like i know it's a cliche like say this is a tour de force but the fact that there's so many different genres and Mm. there's action there's comedy she's Mm. hit she's killing it at all you know Mm. like so this is definitely this is kind of like a resume 
for it really is yeah no no it really is because she's got she's got a superhero book in here she's got a pirate book in here she's got a sci-fi book in here she's got a fantasy book in here she's got everything in here and they all work and they all work definitely so definitely really cool yeah i uh um not surprised i like this book same i think that they're um coloring's good everything is there anything else you want to to bring up i don't think so yeah i think we i think we hit it all like there's definitely a lot to say about this what i just flipped over oh um i was looking at the the back matter while we were talking and the the older student oh <laughs> yes it was based on mark wade <laughs> which is great that's another that's like a the kind forever of insider student. gag yeah. yeah the forever student who's like who's only there for exposition and mark mm. wade had recently taken over archie so he was like the source of exposition for archie at the time so that that was a pretty clever inclusion so i like that as well but i think that might be it unless you have anything else nope i'm good Okay, well, then that might bring us to the end of our show. Um, and I will go ahead and say the last things that we always say at the end of the show right now. <laughs> As I vamp for time. Um, so we have reached the end of the show. Thank you to everyone uh, listening to our show and email us any questions or comments at better at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter is cdbpod. And comic, our website is comicsisarebetter.wordpress.com where you can request a subject for a future show. If you've requested a subject for a future show and we haven't responded, then email us directly because I don't know if that's working or not at the time. So in case we, we're not ignoring you on purpose if you've done that. So <laughs> please, please email us if you, if you uh, suggested something and we didn't see it. And uh, don't forget to follow, rate, and tell a friend about our podcast. And Darcy, where can we find you? I am at books underscore serial on Twitter and books and serial.wordpress.com is my site. Uh, still listening to uh, Wastelanders, Old Man Hawkeye, though I'm not so happy about the last episode. Though an episode came out today, maybe it will make it better. I haven't listened to it yet. So um, I think I'm a. Are you listening to the the? Uh, I'm on the page, so I'm like you're on three the weeks ahead of you. So you're three weeks ahead of me. Yeah, I'm only on episode four, I think now. Like so, yeah. Um, which uh, are we getting Kate Bishop soon? I yeah, heard. I already got Kate Bishop. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm like two two weeks into Kate Bishop. The actor's good, mm-hmm. um, but a thing happened with her that I am not happy with. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really I, hope I don't it's think, not what I think it is. I don't know if other people will care or not, but I am not happy about it. Can I, I mean, okay, possible spoilers, because I'm going to just outright ask you. Go for it. They, Clint and Kate do not hook up, right? In the past, like they're, they're, they're not a romantic couple, right? I'm not entirely sure. The daughter okay. is, is oh. hers. Oh. But I'm not but sure we if don't the know daughter if is Clint's. I really he he, he did say at some point that uh ash was adopted yes um so as long as it's as long as ash is kate's daughter and not his natural biological daughter yeah. that's better but in the comics ashley was his daughter his okay. and tanya's daughter so it's kind of friggin bothering me yeah like i I, you know like clint's had uh, whatever kate 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 traditionally like sets up a camp and like takes in all these kids like that's mm -hmm. a thing she does like she's done in like two of these old man comics um like she's protects people takes care of people but like here she's like yeah i'm gonna like abandon this kid that's actually mine and make clint take care of it as opposed to like clint's gonna have a baby with this woman and then divorce her and then like leave her behind but still occasionally go visit her because he's an absentee father not like but it's still his daughter whatever i've got opinions (laughs) yeah that's a really interesting way to go with this it's a really significant weird change like why not just make it a completely different girl yeah, and it's not, that's not like, like you just said, it's not Kate Bishop. She's not that type of 
character right either, to abandon easily, her so. daughter because mm-hmm. that's what yeah. happened to her yeah exactly so yeah so i mean but we okay. I, the episode we'll updated today i haven't listened to it like kate's met her she's come she's like oh i'm your mom you know like come with me you know i'm mm-hmm. your mom you've got to listen to me and ash is like fuck you you abandoned yeah, me where you were know? you the way you would but coincidentally i am actually wearing my kate bishop t-shirt today so kate bishop t-shirts are awesome i, I am a fan so no hey, uh, kate bishop's yeah. awesome yeah she totally is i did i did i mention that last week yeah we talked about this oh, last did. week yeah, okay we've okay, been good. talking about yeah. this for weeks because every yeah. week i'm like old man hawkeye and then like, yeah I, I'm, you, I'm a bit of how a do you not like kate bishop yeah i don't know you'd have to be yeah. pretty pretty stupid <laughs> Oh, definitely. Clint, uh, Clint likes her a whole lot. Clint thinks yeah, she's awesome. Exactly. And and that's actually like what that was in the the like the fraction Aja Raha um like you know series. That was the moment where I was so cringe where I was like, please don't go that way. And they and and then and Kate just totally kiboshes it and she's like nope we're just friends you know (laughs) like we're you know basically more of a maybe a more of a father-daughter relationship but that's it you know like we're not we're not romantic yeah brother i was like thank thank brother sister maybe brother sister yeah yeah some something like that i he's not responsible enough to be her father but (laughs) no yeah no yeah yeah, i I think a sibling definitely like a much older sibling relationship yeah definitely i can see that but not no 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 canoodling that's no, not that's not right know. yeah yes. he, he will sleep with every single other person mm-hmm. in the marvel universe but he should never ever ever sleep with k bishop everybody else is or free game anyone who's canonically under 25 oh, yeah <laughs> no, okay no children sleep with yeah. obviously yeah. every yeah. other consenting adult yes. human Clint. alien whatever uh perfectly fair game obviously my perfect pair is bucky barnes i'm all for say, it that's that my Clint- ship but is it clintucky is that what it's called clintucky or Winterhawk? yes oh, nice um nice. clintucky fried chicken everybody loves it <laughs> um but never ever kate bishop there needs to be like one wholesome yeah. relationship in that man's life that, that's like in like batman beyond where they have the relationship between Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne and the, that's and that once again that's like a familiar relationship and that should not happen you know like no. that's that no and yeah. I get the argument that like in certain in certain places like she is older like she started out and she was an adult as opposed yeah. to a child like she's been brought down in age depending on what canon because you know like crisis is and blah 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 exactly. blah DC is ridiculous mm-hmm. but I don't care she's gordon's daughter you don't fuck her it's exactly. weird exactly and just just stick to catwoman or talia just you know, you, that, that, you've already got like speed. 12 other girlfriends <laughs> exactly and not all of them are dead so <laughs> <laughs> unlike daredevil like <laughs> <My> daredevil <laughs> so yeah that's like if if uh if daredevil starts liking you then you probably should write, write your will Let me tell you. It. <laughs> yeah all right okay well that was actually very nice I, that was uh i always like talking marvel with you even though we're an independent comic book <laughs> podcast but it's, it's fun. all right okay well um so um, i'm bryjan2814 on twitter bryjan underscore cv on instagram so for darcy and carrie even though she is not here today i am brian and this has been the comics deserve better podcast and remember comics deserve better and everyone deserves comics bye goodbye